Welcome to American Football in Finland, where a few of us Americans in Finland discuss the football being played here every week. You can follow us online on Facebook at American Football in Finland, or check out the latest show on perfectpurpose.com backslash AFF. I'm Perfect Purpose. I'm here with Robert Johnson. Ciao. And my other co-host, Jabari Harris. Hey, how y'all doing? Today we're going to give our Maple League preseason rankings. We'll predict the Maple League MVP, and we'll have a quick interview with the head coach of the Hamilina Huskies, Stan Bedwell. So let's get into it. Uh, we'll do the league rankings, and we'll start from last place first. I'll lead it off, and then we'll let Robert go, and then Jabari will tell you who he thinks is going to come in last place. For me, the last place team this year, 2017 Maple League, will be the Turku Trojans. And the only reason I, I put Turku in the last place spot is because they don't have any depth. Their roster has shrunk from last season, and they don't have a lot of imports to kind of make up for the fact that they don't have a lot of players. And I think ultimately this season, they just won't be able to play the entire season with such a small roster. Well, uh, I chose the Turku Trojans also. And the reason why, because, you know, they – they're losing their head coach, Miko uh, Furlighting. You know, he was a defensive coordinator there, and they lost a lot of defensive players. You know, one of their main linebackers, Sammy McCartney, is not coming back this season. But uh, I think these guys, like like you say, they, they don't have enough depth. You know, and they're going to have some young guys filling in for a lot of positions. But one bright side of this team, though, they have this, this safety uh, Vile Valtonen, we call him prime time. He's a good net for the ball. He's a veteran. Also, Waseko is a veteran, but I don't think these guys going to have enough to get it done. All right, I agree with the both of you. I also chose uh, the Cherku Trojans for those same reasons. Um, I think that this year is going to be more of a rebuilding year for them, um, having a new set of imports, new coaches, but also losing the sponsorship that they've had over the last few years. I don't think that they'll be able to, like you said, use that money to replace that depth with extra imports. And this is just going to be a season where they have to just rebuild. We've seen it in finished football several times, and it just happens to be them this year. All right, moving on to almost last place. Robert, who do you got? Well, I know this is going to be tough. You know, I, I think I, I have to choose the Santa Yoki Crocodile. You know, this team, they, every year they always be a contender you know, to be in the, in the championship game. But this year, um, they're going to bring in a few imports into what, what they have been bringing in. Last year, they had the best offense and one of the top three defenses. And with that, they're they losing their quarterback and they, and they top receiver. You know, mm. so if, if you're going to lose those guys, and they've been there for two or three years, and they've been successful. So if they lose there, so now you got to find a whole new cohesiveness with your quarterback and the other people and the other guys. Defensively, they bring in uh, – they still have uh, safety, Yuhani Kovimaki, who is probably the best finish safety. But at the end of the day, I don't think he can do it by himself. He need – he's going to need help. And I think if he don't have this help, he's not going to get it done over there. What about you, Jabari? Who do you got? Uh, for me, I was going to go with the, uh, I say the Tampa Bay Saints. Um, I still think that they're a young team. Uh, they made a jump up from the first division over a year ago. And we seen last year that they were able to compete. 
Um, but they're just like Turku to me. I don't think that they have a lot of depth. And we're still unsure about what their import situation is going to be. Um, haven't heard much about what they have. But I know that they're a young, talented team. I think they're going to compete. But I don't think that they're going to be any much better than what the Trojans will be this year. All right. Well, for me, I have the Senyoki Crocodiles coming in almost last. And similar to what Robert said, they don't have enough players I think this season to step up and compete every week like they did last year. And so much of their team was focused on their offensive imports last year. This year, they're still going to rely on imports, but they're not going to have as many. And honestly, they're not going to have that connection that they had with the whole Air Force offense. And this year, I just don't think it's going to be able to make up for the fact that defensively, they have a lot of holes in their secondary and linebacking core. So after that, we're going to go into fifth place, and we'll let Jabari start first. Who do you got for fifth place? Ooh, for fifth place, I have the San Diego Crocodiles. So it seems that we all have them missing the playoffs this year. Um, I've always liked this team in the past. They've always been a competitive team, as we all said, you know, the last two years making the Maple Bowl and falling short. But even with them having coaching changes, player changes, and just a different team, you know, it's big and – I have them falling right underneath fourth and missing the playoffs this year. All right. Well, I've actually got the Tampa Saints coming in fifth this year, mostly because their team last year was very good. They were in the playoff picture before they had the issue with the quarterback change and the offense kind of stumbled. But the defense stayed strong. And I think this year their defense is actually going to be a little bit better because they brought in a lot of different Finnish imports and European imports, I guess Finnish transfers is what they're called, but they're going to have a really deep defensive line and linebacking core. And their secondary, it's a little weak, but they do well in the scheme. So with that, this team is set to play well every week, but I do think that offensively, even though they're going to be bringing in a couple of imports, I think they're going to lack the firepower to make the playoffs. What about you, Robert? I picked the Porvo Butchers as a fifth-place team. They're a young, talented team, you know, but they're not ready yet. You know, they have a lot of U19 guys, but they did break in Jordan Moore, who is an athletic quarterback and has a great work ethic. You know, with his work ethic, he's going to teach these young guys how to work. So I think um, being a leader is going to be good for those young guys. Uh, they got the best offensive, line, uh, best offensive lineman in Europe, which is Arthur Tannenberg, and the national team guy. Posse Lautala. Uh, about their defense, I don't know much about their defense, but like I say, they have a lot of young guys. But if they can, if they can uh, step up, get to the playoff, then they can make a push for fourth place. Now we'll get into the top four teams and who we think will be in the playoffs. Um, I'll start it off with the fourth place. I have the Porvo Butchers. So this is again, we're close on some of these teams, but. At the same time, I think the Butchers will make the playoffs this season because of having Jordan Moore at quarterback. With having Jordan Moore at quarterback, their offense will be a little more flexible than it was last year, meaning when they have pass plays, he gives you the option of being able to run during those pass plays. It's going to put a lot of stress on defenses when they come to game planning, and he actually can throw. So you can't just say, oh, well, we'll just make him throw because he'll hurt you. Miko Seppinen will definitely be on the receiving end of a lot of those throws. So it's going to make their offense 
a little bit more um, explosive this season, we're going to put them in games. Last year, they lost a lot of games because offensively they just couldn't get things going because they had a talented running back, but the quarterback was a little inconsistent. So having more this season is going to definitely open that up and it's going to put them in games and situations that's going to definitely make them successful. Their defense is going to be really good. As it was last year, it was a decent defense, but they gave up a lot when it came into the secondary and their linebackers weren't sure tacklers. Their defensive front was strong, but this year they've added a little bit of depth in the secondary spots and they've also brought back some old school talent at linebacker. So the defense should be a lot better this season. For them, the reason I put them at fourth and not higher actually in the in my rankings is because it's going to be yet to be seen how good their finished players go against European imports this season. A lot of their team is going to be American imports and pure finished players, not a lot of Euro imports. They actually don't even want to bring in any Euro imports this year because they believe that those guys who play for the Butchers, who've been in that organization, can compete. So we'll see how that goes into the season, and it'll it'll determine how well they do in the playoffs. Who did you have for fourth place, Robert? Well, there's going to be a little shocker here. Well, it's not a shocker. But I, I take the top of the Saints, all right? Last year they went for a their first year back in the Maple League last year for a while. Uh, and I felt like they was, it was a close team. So they was in some games last year. So I can see them going six and six this year, you know, or five and seven. But um, they, they were bringing a young athletic quarterback. You know, this is his first year in Europe. Uh, he's athletic. And I, he have those Lettonian brothers who are probably some of the best running backs in Finland. You know, uh, so with those with those guys right there, that is that is that's going to be dangerous. And this quarterback, he's a short guy now. He's like five ten, five eleven. But I guarantee you, he's going to be pretty decent right there. Now they also have this one receiver who is super stretch the field. Henry, I call him Lincoln because he's tall, he's long. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and he runs full speed. Hey, he's a fast guy, but I think he can stretch the field. So if if this quarterback can get the job done with his feet. And with this arm, I think the offense will be good. Defense, I don't know much about them, but they did bring in four airports. They had probably the worst defense last year. With those four airports, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna try to they're gonna they got two corners. They have a linebacker and a defensive line, which is pretty good. And I think that if they can get everything together, if everybody can just gel together, I think these guys can make the playoffs and, and, and cause a little damage. Who do you got, Jabari? I'm going to go with the poor boo butchers at fourth place. Um, like I agree with a lot of the points that you said earlier, Purvis about um, definitely. I think that Jordan Moore is going to make them more dynamic. I mean, he, when I look at this team and what they're going to have in 2015, well, 2017, it reminds me of what we used to have in 2014. You have a dual threat quarterback with the solid running back. You have solid young receiver, but what this team has had in the last few years, they have a veteran and experienced offensive line. And I think that with Jordan Moore, I'm not sure what type of offense they're going to run, but I'm sure they're going to use something spread to where they're going to be able to get this star receiver some one-on-ones or be able to spread the box to where Jordan and this running back can help this, help this offense be efficient in the run game. Defense of what I hear, um, I hear that they're, they're – um, 
former national team safety Nico Royko is probably coming back this year. And that's a guy that they haven't been able to have in the secondary the past two seasons. So I definitely think that he's going to be able to give them a hard hitter, but also a veteran in the defensive secondary, along with those other guys that you mentioned that are coming back at the linebacker spots. Um, I don't think they will be able to really just – I think that fourth place is a good spot for them because when I look at the teams in my mind that I have in the top three, I think that they're going to be able to move the ball, but I don't think their defense is still going to be solid enough to top to stop the teams that I have in the top three. All right, that makes sense. So let's get into it. The top three teams. Robert, we'll let you go first. Who do you have in third place? Well, my third place team, it can be anybody. All right, it can be <laughs> any, one, any one of these teams. But who I'm going to choose, uh, I, I have to go with uh, Hamelina Husky. Mm. And the reason why is maybe because of points. You know, you come to my top three teams, I think they're going to finish the same. But I think how it's going to go is come from point difference. But with the Huskies, you know, you, you have Stan Bedwell. You can't bet against him. You know, he's probably one of the best coaches in Europe. You know, he's a great game planner. He's a great recruiter. You know, he, he, he does things what makes you think, like, man, how, how this guy do, you know, does some of these things. But what he's done, he's, he, he went and got a lot of good players, a lot of good players. He put a lot of pieces together, you know, especially on the defense and in offense. He got a lot of good offensive skill players. And I think that – Anytime you play against Stan, you will have to, I'm telling you, he will game plan you. So you will have to out game plan him to beat him. You know, a lot of people are going to sit there and say, yeah, he's not a Maple League quarterback, but I think he's a Maple League quarterback. And I think he's going to get the job done, and I think he's going to have his team fighting for the championship. But then again, that's why I got him at third place. What about you, Jabari? Who do you have in third I got to go with Robert. I picked the Hamelina Huskies to go third for those same reasons. I think that they've bought in in the offseason a lot of talent. They have uh, they've bought in Roman Runner, which has been a guy since 2014 that has been productive both sides of the ball and also in the special teams. I think that him working along with Stan and the other EU imports that they've bought in, they're definitely going to give um, a lot of teams problems this year. Also, in their defensive line they've in the offensive line, They've really bulked up their dip, and they've bought in a lot of talent. So I think they're coming in their first year. They're definitely going to be in that top three. All right. Well, I guess I'll be the one to mix it up. Uh, just like Robert said, and I'm assuming that Jabari probably has the same idea as me, the top three teams, mm -hmm. we can mix and match them however we want to, really. Mm -hmm. But for me, I have the Helsinki Roosters in third. And I know that's kind of buck, bucking the trend around here because everyone has them as the incumbent-like team to repeat. I believe that the Helsinki Roosters are a better team than they were last year. I think they added a couple of players who actually improved the team. I think having Timmy Thomas at receiver will make Luster even more effective this season. And I think even having the French guy Pierre in the secondary helps Slater do even more on the defense. So they've given compliment to their to their already great players, and they're going to expand it. And it's on both sides of the ball, both offense and defense. And even on the offensive side, the offense is going to be more balanced this year. Last year, they led the Maple League in rushing yards, and we're in the bottom three in passing yards. This year, I'm looking at them to be top two in both. 
if they do it correctly or be more middle of the road because of the symmetry between running and passing. And the Connett guy, he can really throw that thing, so it should really open up their offense compared to last year. And the defense is great. I mean, their linebacking core is probably one of the best in the league this year, probably only second to the Wasser Royals. And their defensive line is – there's a couple of holes in there, but having – I think his name is Oko, a defensive end, that dude's going to, like, make up for a lot of things that they don't already have. And their secondary is probably the best in the league. It's really hard to say anyone else will have four better guys in the secondary than the Helsinki Roosters. The only concern I have with them being a higher seed than three is that that offensive line is not what it used to be, and that could spell trouble for them later in the season and in the playoffs against these other teams. But other than that, I think they're one of the best teams in the league, and they could prove me wrong and win the whole league. But right now, I have them ranked in third. So next, we'll go into second place. And Jabari, who do you have for second place? Ooh, going into second place, this is it's 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 been real. It's been very hard looking at these top three teams. But I actually have the Helsinki Roosters finishing second this year. Um, like you said, a lot of people will look at them on paper and say. Uh, they're going to finish first. You know, they've done it five years straight. But I think that the identity of this team is totally different. And the reason I say that it is, yes, offensive-wise, they do have Timothy Thomas. They do have Bernard. They do have Brandon. But one thing that I can say about last year, they had Mike Brown. And Mike may have not been the passer that Brandon may be being more of a pocket quarterback. But what Mike bought to that offense when that offensive line depth did get bad, was the ability to make plays with his legs consistently. And when I look at how the Boston Royals and other teams' defenses are going to be looking this year with R.J. Long, with Chris Young, with several EU guys coming in on that defense, with the, the Everywhere Brothers returning, that's going to be a hard defense to go against this year. And that's something that they didn't have to face last year so I think that the Roosters are going to finish top two, but I think that because of that, I think that they're not going to be able to win it this year. All right. Well, for my second place vote, I have the Hamelina Huskies. The reason I picked the Huskies is they they have almost 100 players on the roster. They can literally <laughs> just outlast their opponents this year, and it's going to make trouble for everyone they play because every week they're going to – they have talent in those 100 players. It's not just 100 guys. They have a lot of imports. They have a lot of good finished players. And that's one thing that a lot of people don't understand about this team is that it's not full of imports, American and European. It's full of good finished players who've played in the Maple League before, as well as a very good Hamelina Huskies core players. And they've also added players from the Huvinka Falcons who are underrated as players overall. And underneath Stan Bedwell, they're going to be better players this year. So they have too much quality players for a lot of these teams. And I think they're going to outlast teams throughout this season and put up big numbers while they do it. And one of the main reasons I have them coming in second place this year is Stan Bedwell as the head coach. He is a proven winner wherever he goes. And mm-hmm. just despite what people say about his quarterbacking skill set, he wins, and he makes his players better. So what he's doing with the Huskies is he's not just playing for this one season. 
he's making the Hamelina Huskies the team that people are going to fear every year in Finland and in the Maple League as well. Um, I know that they're not playing internationally yet, but I think this is one of those teams that could be – they could represent Finland internationally in the future because of what Stan Bedwell was doing for them. And this year is just a stepping stone for them. That's why I have them coming in second place. What about you, Rob? Who do you have in second? Well, I have the – I agree with Jabari. I have the Helsinki Roosters. And everything Jabari said was right on point, okay? But I can say this. Uh, Q, the head coach, he's a defensive-minded guy. And I think he can make some adjustments on defense when it comes when it when it comes down to it. Now the thing is, is he's gonna get along with, with Kari, who is a national team coach. That's the thing. They're gonna have to coexist. Now with the defense, defensive line is a, is a very small defensive line, but they fast. And you got Alco as a DN who is probably the best defensive end in the country. Probably one in Europe, probably one of the best in Europe. But you have these linebackers, sectors. He is a monster. He is a freaking monster. Those guys are going to make play. They're going to compensate for the defensive line. Secondary, I get a secondary or A minus because the cornerbacks is not that good, but the safeties are ready. The safety is going to be ready to play. Okay. Offensively, I think they can. They have a they have the potential to be the best offense in Finland. And the, how that's going to happen, you have to get Jason Taylor the ball out of the backfield. If you get Jason Taylor the ball out of the backfield, run a route, they're going to be the most potent offense that I've seen in a long time. You got Thomas, you got Bernard, and if you can get Jason the ball out of the backfield, it's going to open all those guys up. Okay, offensive line is average, so it's up to the quarterback to get the ball out of his hands fast. If a quarterback can get the ball out of his hands fast, they can have the most potent offense. And I think with the second place, they have a chance. They have a chance to be champions. That's why I got in second place right now because I don't know what the offense can do with Jason Tate. We are all in consensus on who's on the first place team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I get I get to go first. So anything I say, you guys have to be like I agree with purpose. But um, <laughs> I have the Wasser Royals winning the Maple League. And be, disclaimer: I have them winning the Maple League regular season. I, I reserve the right to make changes once the playoffs get here because there's a lot of things that will change when the playoffs come and the Roosters, Royals, and Huskies, when they play each other, it, who knows? It's all about matchups at that point. But going into the season, the Royals have probably one of the smallest rosters, but it doesn't affect them because they have the quality that a lot of teams won't be able to have in that roster. These guys who are playing for the Royals, they're Vasa players. They are not coming from another team. They haven't been coached in a a lot of different systems. They play Vasa football. They they were part of the team when it was in Division II and climbing its way all the way up into the Maple League. They were on the team last year when they experienced the success that they had in their first year in the Maple League. So this is going to give them a different feel, a different – a real team atmosphere that a lot of other teams don't have. Even though it's a hobby sport here, these Royal guys, they're all in about it. So just that by itself, this team 
has an advantage on a lot of teams because it is a team, not a group of guys playing on the same team. And also, they're going to have great defense like they had last year. It's only going to get better because they're bringing back the MVP of the league, Chris Young, and they've added to that by adding Justin Sautelier and R.J. Long and Spencer Cutlin to the offense. And they're going to explode offensively in ways that they couldn't last year. R.J. Long came in a receiver last year and didn't get to make nearly as many big plays as I think he's capable of doing. And a lot of that had to do with the system and the different players they had. This year, with John Booker being the head coach, he runs a he's an offensive guy, so he'll he'll be implementing his system this this year. And I think one thing that is going to be really great because there's kind of a stigma that Sotelier can only run a system with a whole lot of imports and a certain system that he runs. Well, this year he's going to be able to prove that he's actually a great quarterback who can run a different system and be successful in it. And I think that's going to definitely make them the team to beat this year in the Maple League. So with that, uh, Robert, who do you have coming in first place? <laughs> I agree with you, Purvis. I, I like I like Vaza, the Royals, okay? Now, what they're doing this season, they're breaking three all-stars from last year, okay? They're breaking a quarterback, which is, is, is Justin, receiver, R.J., and they're bringing in his best finish who, who led the league, the best finish running back who led the league in rushing last year. Uh, Joaquin Jacobson, you know, he's a good blocker on the pass protection. He's a good runner when he gets the ball downhill. He's also a good catcher in the backfield. Now, with, with R.J. stressing the field, and if Justin, if Justin can do what he, he did in San Yoki, I think this offense will be the best offense in Finland. That's what I think. It's between them and the Roosters. Okay? Now, defense-wise, you know, Chris Young, MVP, baller. And a save by them. But, but you got Stacey Thomas back there at the safety. Stacey Thomas is an athlete. He's a baller. He's smart. He's a leader. He lead on and off the field. He's going to get those guys right. Remember, last year they had these 6'2 African guys, African DBs. Those guys are athletic. Don't get it twisted. They got some big DBs. I guarantee you, if these guys come out and do what they're supposed to do, they can be, they can win all of their games. That's what I think. But they don't have depth. The only concern for me is the depth. Okay, if one or two person get injured, I think I think it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for them. But the most important thing for these guys, they have to stay healthy. They stay healthy, they are the team to beat. All right. What about you, Jabari? I agree with both of you. Everything you guys said were on the money. Um, I think that they've definitely put in the work to make the changes to improve on what they had last year. I mean, their first year in the league, they made it to the semifinals. And in my opinion, they were two or three plays away from actually beating Sanioki in the semifinals. Um, RJ came in late. You know, he finished the season polling. He came in mid-year. I'm interested to see... With the full season in Finland, working it with Justin, working with these Finnish receivers, working with Booker, what they can manage to come together and put together. Um, Defensive-wise, even looking at last year, you're talking about Stacey Thomas was injured. Several linebackers and D-linemen were injured. And we, we have to agree that's going to be the thing for them. 
if they can stay healthy, and that's a big if because the year before, that was the problem. It was staying healthy. If they can stay healthy on paper, they look like the best offense, best defense in the league. It's going to be a toss-up. But right now, I agree with you guys. I think that the Royals, they are on paper and just looking at the facts that they have all the tools needed to win the first uh, coming first place this year. Seppel has made this organization, his organization, professional. He's doing all the right things up there, man. He's doing all the right things. And I said, I talked to him. It's a good guy. He got his he got his program ready. And and from what he's telling me, from what he's been telling me, that his guys are confident. And that first year that they played in the Maple League last year, you know, not because last year was the first year they played. So now this year they're even more they even more confidence and they're more experienced. See, that gives me another reason to think that's why them boys can win, because they're more confident now, because they played it's their first year in the Maple League and they made it to the playoffs. And they barely lost in the playoffs. And I know for a fact that these guys are going to be ready this year. I agree with you, Rob. I think that even the import community that they have, they have a chemistry. I mean, you talk about mm-hmm. guys like Chris and RJ who've lived together, who've played together before. They already have a brotherhood. But now you add in Justin, a guy that RJ's played against the last three years, who he's admired. They're coming together. They have a chemistry. They have veterans on both sides of the ball that can exactly. get along. And yep. that's something that a lot of the other two teams don't have. Like even the Roosters, they have a new quarterback that Bernard and Timothy have to grow with. They have a new head coach. Hamelina being the same. They also have a new core of imports that we have to see if they yep. can come and gel together. Bossa, yep. they basically just added more. They just added more. They didn't. And they have already to played out. here. Exactly. So the guys, they're going to be familiar with the league. They're going to be understanding of the players, but they're going to be understanding of each other. That's big in Europe, because if your imports can't come with the ability to teach and develop the players around them, it doesn't matter how good these players are. You would not succeed. And don't forget that even though the Wasser Royals brought in Justin Sotler, they also brought in one of his Top two targets for the last two years were Spencer Cutler. And Spencer Cutler. So even if him yep. and RJ Long don't gel, you know Spencer's going to work out for them. So they made assurances that there is chemistry at every point on that team. So they've done a great job. And like you say, the head coach is an offensive minded guy. So he's going to get them right. So we've all come to a consensus that here on American football in Finland, we think the Wasser Royals are the team to beat in the Maple League and will win the Maple League regular season. So with that being said, we'll move on to picking who we think will win the league MVP this season. It's going to be very difficult to decide because there's a lot of great players on great teams, so it's hard to pick who's the best player. So with that, we'll let Robert go first. Who do you have for this season's MVP? Well, it's an easy choice for me. I'm picking Justin from the quarterback from 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 Boston. You know, to me, he was the MVP last year. This guy, he's he's a real good quarterback to me. He he, he get the ball out of his hands. He's good in the quick game. He can throw the ball downfield. I think I think he can do it all. He's not a scrambler much, but he's a pocket passer. I love my pocket passer. Okay, he got R.J. Long, who's going to stretch the field, who is an athlete. 
or you can get in the ball on a quick slant or a hitch ball to take it to the house for him. Like you say, Jabbar, you got Spencer. Spencer has been in Europe. He played in Finland for years, so he knows Spencer. He played with him. And his defense going to keep him on the field. So if his defense is going to keep him on the field, that means it's more stats for him. And it's mm-hmm. more touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? So so if, the, if, if the defense pan out right, the way I think he's going to pan out right to keep this guy on the field, to keep his athlete, and he's going to get his athletes the ball with that finished running back, he's going to be your, your Maple League MVP. Okay. What about you, Jabari? Who do you have? Ooh, I had a toss-up between Justin and RJ. I think that <laughs> I think that mm-hmm. I think that because they have to play with each other. And I think that yep. right now, I can say that it's gonna be toss up between those two, but I have to agree with Robert. I think it's gonna be Justin for the simple fact of I think that RJ's numbers are gonna be cut for the simple fact that this offense has many weapons. This mm-hmm. offense has many weapons. When I look at, let's talk about the Roosters and Bernard. A lot of people say Bernard's a great import, but he doesn't have the numbers that Spencer and other guys had. But then you have to look around at also, it's Jason Taylor on that offense. It's Mike Brown. It's Kimmy. I think that RJ is going to be in that position this year where everybody knows what he can do. And everybody knows he's the first receiver that defense is going to try to game plan to eliminate. They're going to want to put the game in that number two, number three, and number four receiver's hands. But that's going to allow, like you said, for Justin to show his greatness. Justin has never played with the import receiver before in an American receiver. He has done 40 touchdowns with six interceptions with no American receiver. Preach. So you telling me <laughs> you give this man R.J. Long, a Maple League MVP, and without Preach. a doubt, one of the best import receivers in the league that that 40 is not going to go to 50 touchdowns. You telling me that with RJ long, you can put him on the outside. You can put him on the inside. You bracket him somewhere. Spencer's one-on-one. You try to, you try to go across the board and play man. Now the running back's going to run down your throat. How do you stop uh-huh. Justin solitaire? You don't. How do you stop? <laughs> one thing that Preach. people don't, one thing that people forget about his game is the play action game. If you watch Sandy Oki's offense, it was all run-pass option, which means even if it's a run play, Justin has the ability to read those linebackers, and he'll throw a slant route right behind your ear. <laughs> if Love it. it's a passing play, he knows how to check. Now he has RJ. I'm sure they're going to have checks to where if RJ ever gets a one-on-one, it's bombs over Baghdad. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. that this is Justin's year. I mean, for two years straight, he's been the best quarterback, but he's been overshadowed by his cast. I think that it's set up now, even with Booker. I think that they're going to understand how teams are going to try to stop them. They understand that teams are going to watch RJ. And because of that, Justin's going to cancel RJ out or either RJ is going to cancel Justin out. But I believe between those two is your MVP. At first, I thought Runner was in the mix, but then again... Mm -hmm runner is not going to be able to do also what RJ does being, I think that RJ is going to play a big difference in boss's defense. Also, I'm sure that they're going to put him as safety. I'm sure they're going to put him as safety and he's going to get a lot of numbers both ways. I mean, a year ago, RJ broke the Maple league record in interceptions and that was his MVP year. He's an athlete. So I think I got, I got Justin or RJ, but I'm going with Justin. I agree with Robert. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to throw out a different name. Um, I respect everything both of you guys said about Justin. And I, obviously, 
you could make a case for him being MVP as well. But I'm going to go a different direction, and I'm going to nominate a Finnish guy this year. Now, okay, I this is my MVP. This is my personal opinion, and I'll give you reasons why. But I think that Miko Seppinen, the wide receiver from the Porvo Butchers, will be the MVP of this season. He will be the only player whose stats will be strictly his. Now, I know when I say that, you think, well, obviously Jordan Moore has to be the quarterback who throws it to him. Yes, of course. But we're going to see that with Jordan Moore being a run-pass threat quarterback, there's going to be a lot of his stats, his passing stats, more than 70 or 80% of those yards are going to be to Seppinen, which is going to give you the impression and it's going to be a fact that Seppinen is making those plays happen. He's doing what he has to do to create opportunities for that quarterback. And you'll look at the poor road butchers. They don't have a great receiving core, which means he will be the target. He's the guy that you have to guard, but he's also the only guy who's going to make plays. So he's in a different situation than a lot of these other receivers. Like you said, RJ Long, people are going to look at RJ Long and they're going to bracket him. And he's going to have to, but the team has other options. So they'll go away from him at times if they have to. That's not the case over there in Porvo. You can try to bracket Seppinen, but it won't help you because you got a, a running quarterback to worry about. So then you don't bracket him. Oh, he's a Finnish guy. We won't bracket him. And the problem with that is he will make you pay. And he did it last year with a sub a subpar quarterback and offensive attack. With the way that the Butchers are going to play this year, He's going to put up big numbers week in, week out, alongside of the numbers that Jordan is going to put up rushing and passing. But the difference between him and a lot of these other guys is you're going to be able to look at his stats and put them by themselves. Because you're not going to be able to say, well, he played with the best quarterback in the league. No, no one's going to say that. They're not going to say, well, he played with three other receivers and he was always open. No, they're going to say he was the receiving core. And when you look at his stats, I don't think he'll have the highest stats in the league, mainly because they're going to have a running quarterback. But I think he'll have the only stats that are his stats. You'll see his run after catch will be very high. He makes people miss after he catches the ball. He makes plays for himself. And also, on the depth side for the, the Butchers, he plays defensive back sometimes. He will go in and play defensive back for the Butchers. Because he is the heart of the Butchers team. And I think that alone is why he's my MVP. And I really hope that people see that this season, that he's probably the most valuable player in the league in that aspect. Respect, respect. That's my little brother, but respect. Well, that's pretty much everything we're going to talk about with the preseason rankings and MVP. Uh, Coming up this Thursday, the Maple League action kicks off with the Helsinki Roosters playing at the Turku Trojans. So because it's the only game to watch, it'll be our game to watch for the week. And what we'll do is each one of us will get one sentence. That's it, fellas. One sentence, no more. One sentence to describe why we want to watch this game, besides the fact that it's the only one to watch. And we'll start off with Jabari. Um... One sentence. I say that this is the game to watch because simply this sets the tone of the Maple League season. Mm. All right. What about you, Robert? 
uh, watch how the Roosters dissect the Trojans. It's going to show why the Roosters are the top team in the league. All right. Mm-hmm. And my one sentence would be the Helsinki Roosters have knocked the Turku Trojans out of the playoffs the last three years in a row. All right. Mm-hmm. You can actually vote for who you think will win the game of the watch online at perfectpurvis.com. Uh, before we get out of here, we're going to listen to what Stan Bedwell, the head coach of the Hamelina Huskies, has to say about the upcoming season with his team. How you doing today, Stan? I've never been better. Just living the dream, man. <laughs> of course. Oh uh, Well, I want to ask you a couple questions about this upcoming season and with you coaching with the Hamelina Huskies. So first things first, there's a lot of talk about the offseason recruiting strategy. Um, before we even go into any other type of questions, can you set the record straight? What was your strategy and why was it so successful with getting new players for your team? Well, I mean, you know, I've, I've coached in the States at colleges for five seasons. And um, I guess every time that I'm in Europe and we get to, you know, maybe it's August if I'm playing here in Finland and uh, I'll see hard knocks start to come on TV and I see, you know, the practices whenever there's a full roster and you're not having to worry about, you know, having enough guys at a certain position to get the job done. And uh, that that's what really makes me miss college coaching is the fact that I know who's going to be at my practice. I know that I'm going to have enough guys to, to, to practice efficiently. And uh, so the main thing that we wanted to do that we set out when we met as a staff in September was we wanted to build a really big roster. And first of all, we said, okay, we want to get, we want to find a surrounding town, a smaller team to be our second team. And, you know, kind of integrate with those guys, which would bring more players. And then what we really wanted to do was get a huge roster of Finnish players. And I think we did a really good job of bringing in some excellent talent from other teams in the Maple League and First Division. But we didn't get quite as many of the guys as we expected. And I think where people kind of get us wrong with, I mean, right now we're setting out, if you count me and James's imports, we're at 12, which is a lot and way more than we ever planned to do. But now I'm seeing everybody's probably averaging about seven or eight. And I expect that a lot of teams are still going to bring in guys. But um, the way it kind of worked out for us is just that uh, when we lost Kevin Parks and we had that extra spot available, we were really looking for the best overall player for the team, not just to replace a running back. We have Billy Pekka Yakinsari. He's a really good finish running back. And, um, we, we kind of got it down between two guys. One of one of them was Roman Runner. And at the end of the day, before we'd even made the deal with Roman, um, he had been talking to James that we were close to making the deal, uh, James Perrineau. And so then James started talking with me, and we kind of got this idea that, you know, we could see a snowball effect if we get Roman, who's played with three teams in Maple League. Roman, that's played, or Roman and James have both played three teams in Maple League. And we knew that there'd be a good chance for us to get other Finnish players if we could get that duo. And then after we got James, he he had a lot of connections, obviously, with guys in England. And he was kind of the the guy that opened up the door for the three players from the London Warriors. And he also, you know, played a big role in getting us Yuha Uli Arvila, uh, Tyshawn Hall, and several other guys. So, so just you- just a quick recap on that because this this is new information to me. Basically, you you came in, you wanted a large roster, you recruited a lot of Finnish guys, 
but the actual the few imports that you did recruit actually helped you expand the the amount of imports you had and you actually using those players connections you actually increase your roster with imports as well as finish guys is that correct yeah yeah exactly and you know the whole the whole part of it is we're not against bringing the imports and i think that's another thing that's been uh, misunderstood is okay the huskies are just putting you know like all their chips into one hat for this season and they're neglecting the the local players and you know the huskies are just thinking about one season and I think we're kind of thinking in an exact, a completely different mindset than what a lot of the other teams are thinking or the people that are, say that are thinking because we're doing the exact opposite. If, if we don't bring in those guys, if we didn't have such a large roster and we had, you know, last season with Huskies, we had about 45 or 50 guys. We had a lot of practices with, um, you know, four offensive linemen or three offensive linemen and we couldn't do inside. We couldn't do team. And, how does that develop your players? People say, okay, they develop by getting playing time, but if they're not ready for playing time, then it's hard to develop those guys. So what our guys have been doing is, you know, the old linemen, they've been seeing James for months now. They're getting a lot better going against James and Helenius and Yanni Linkfist and all the guys we brought in. So they're developing every single day in practice. Our receivers are developing, um, you know, obviously they're going to develop a lot more under the tutelage of Roman. And the guys were bringing in, but also going against Nico and going against Roman in practice, going against Dan McKenzie. So we see it as a long-term, a long-term project that we're developing our players now, so that in the future we won't have to bring as many imports. Oh, that makes sense. I like that. Um, that brings me actually to the next question about this season: Is this a must-win for the Huskies? Um, basically. If you guys don't win the Maple Bowl, do you consider the season a bust? Ah, I wouldn't consider it a bust. I mean, if, if that's a fact, then not, you know everybody for the last five years, besides the Roosters, have been a bust. And I think a lot of teams have had good seasons. I do think it's vital that we win. Uh, I'm not going to say we have to win the Maple Bowl, but we have to win, and we have to win a lot because we have put a lot of resources and time into this. And... Um, I think it's very important that we have a successful season, that we get into the playoffs and that we compete for that chance to play in the Maple Bowl. And so I'm not going to throw, you know, <laughs> all of our um, goals and ambitions on just one thing, but that's definitely what we want to work towards. Well, with, with that being said, of course, going to the Maple Bowl would be one of your goals. I actually have you guys in my predictions and preseason rankings. I have you going to the Maple Bowl this season, but from your standpoint of as an organizational whole, as a team, what separates the Huskies from the other teams in the, in the Vatara Liga? What, what do you think makes your team, I don't want to say better, but what do you think makes your team the team that can win the championship this season? Um, I don't know. I, I guess I'd say an overall mindset is – it's it's debatable on you know who has the best coaching or who has the best players. People can always people can talk about that all day. That's what the message boards are for. Um, but I, I think it's a mindset. One thing that I that I saw when I came here last year was the guys were used to winning. You know they had been successful for several years here. Most of the players that have played with the Huskies have always won. So there's an overall um, winning mentality that I think the guys here expect to win and. Uh, you know, in recruiting the players that we brought in from other teams, 
they came to camps or to practices, they checked it out and they could feel the same thing. And so that's how we've managed to pull a lot of those guys. It's just, they come here and they see that everybody's buying in. We're all on the same page and we're not nervous about stepping up to the Maple League and stepping up to a higher level. I think a lot of, a lot of uh, teams, when they move up, the goal is just to fit in, you know, to, to prove, to prove you belong. And a lot of people here in town, uh, fans, people I see in the streets, they'll say, uh, are, you know, do you think that, you know, you can, are the Huskies ready for the Maple League? Can you do it? Can you fit in with the Maple League? And we've always said, we don't want to fit in. We want to stand out. We're not trying to do what everybody else has done. We're trying to do our own thing. And, uh, you know, last year I came in mid season. It was hard. I had a few months, I had a few months with the team back in December and January, but I really wasn't here until midsummer. Yeah. And so there wasn't really, um, I couldn't really put my stamp on the team and we couldn't really practice the way we wanted to do. And by the time I got here, you know, I, I couldn't just do a complete 180 to a team that was already successful. So we just kind of, kind of did whatever it took last year to get the job done and win the championship. And now, you know, we've been here for, I've been here since, well, since midsummer, I've been here. I went home for a couple of weeks for Christmas, but other than that, since October, we've been working as a team and, everybody's bought into the philosophy of how we do things offensively, defensively, special teams, and you know, everybody's on the same page. And well, to that, it's, it's the, the mindset, the mindset that we expect to win. We, we expect to be successful and we really don't, we don't really care what other people think about us. We just, uh, we got to go out and do our job every time we get together. Well, that mindset is definitely something you guys will need in the Maple League this season. But just from you personally, Stan, you're going to be the only head coach slash player in the Maple League this season. And everyone who's ever done the job of playing and coaching know it's a difficult situation. How do you plan to ease the, the burden of that situation that no one else in the Maple League has to deal with at this time? I don't know if I'd call it a burden necessarily. Um, I've been a lot more successful as a head coach when I played than when I just coached. And I've done that with some quarterbacks that are probably a lot more talented than me, like Anders from Oatson last year and uh, Chase Dodd from Rutgers the year before. But, you, you know, not calling it a burden, but what I'd say um, the way we get by and that we can be successful is that I have a great group of assistant coaches. You have Mati Jokinen that was the head coach here before I arrived. You know, he still does. He's basically the head coach of the defense. Uh, I put all my faith in him. And, we got a great defensive staff this year. I have Jens Holmstrom, uh, Marvell Moore, some coaches that are helping me out on the offensive side, and I didn't really have as much help last season. So, you know, getting those guys in, um, guys that I can count on, that understand what we're doing, what we're trying to do, that's a big help. And plus, you know, the big import group, it, it helps because those guys, they come in, they're players, but we also expect them to be leaders, and we – there's a certain type of guy that we're recruiting when we're looking for our imports. We're not just looking for the best player that we can find. We're trying to find guys that um, all kind of have the same mindset. And if you look at the imports last year or the imports this year, there's a lot that our guys have in common from, from their mentality and what they're trying to do as players. All right. So like you said, you've been here since last midsummer, so you've had an entire offseason to work with your guys. You have this large roster. Are y'all up to 90 players yet? I'm not sure. Well, 
Uh, I guess that's something that should be addressed too, because I've heard things like we have 120 players and all kinds of things. You know, we, <laughs> I mean, we got we got a base core of Hamelina guys. There's about 60, 60, 65 Hamelina guys, and then there's we got four or five rookies that have came in, and then we got about 20 guys from Huvinka. Okay. And that that was a big thing that Huvinka would have struggled to have a team without us, and we would have had way less numbers without them. So it was, it's more of a win-win situation. They're not, I think a lot of people misunderstand the whole situation with Huvinka and think that uh, they're just a farm team to us. And that's not the fact. We all practice together every practice. Those guys, they travel to Hammond Lena. Um, When our second team's playing, our second team is um, the combination of the Huskies and the Falcons. When they're playing on Sundays, I'll be on the sideline coaching those guys, calling the offense. You know, we're, we're one team. We practice together. It's the same coaching staff, the same players. We don't split it up. We don't treat guys differently. And, you know, the guys that are more developed, ready to play in Maple League, are the guys that will be playing in Maple League. And our younger guys, the rookies, the guys that, you know, aren't ready to play at a high level, we're going to get those guys a lot of experience at a lower division where hopefully we can slowly bring them up to, to a higher level of play. So what I would like to know is I want to know who are your playmakers for this season. And I, I don't want that politically correct of, well, everyone's going to show up and play. I want the names, Coach Bedwell. I want the names of who who do you know are going to show up and make big plays for the Huskies this season. That's hard, honestly. I, I have to look through the roster, and that's not being politically correct. I, have to, I mean, I could go position by position because – I think that we Just don't have <laughs> these two or three stars. I mean, we got, you know, Velipeka Yakinsari is a guy that I think talent-wise is one of the better running backs in Finland. There's things um, that he's had to work on in his game since last season, and I do think that he's gotten a lot better. I think he'll surprise people. Um, we've had, you know, our, our new imports have came in, Arkady Mierschaut from Belgium. He He's about same size, similar player is uh Velipeka probably a little bit more patient running the ball running the zone but you know they're both big backs that can really run and they'll definitely be helping us uh Nico Lester uh, he's no stranger to anybody here he'll help us in the backfield he'll help us at receiver um in the return game in the secondary he's a guy you can't you know you got to look at him um the receivers outside of uh you know Roman there's no no need to have an introduction for Roman. Uh, he's done a lot for a long time here. Same goes for Tommy Pinta. But then there's guys, uh, Ruben de Reuter. He's a guy coming from Belgium that played uh, for the Carlsbad Crusaders last year. And I, th- I think he was the MVP of our last training camp we had. Uh, he's a guy that's, uh, I think he's going to be the next big EU receiver that's been playing in Finland. And we have a, <laughs> I, I can't just go on forever on our skill guys. Uh, Yanni Luero is a good player from Bonta Taps. Yuso Alakoski, the kid that made the national team camp, um, local kid, was in the national team camp in Tampere. Yonas Iso Kant is a six foot four, 194 centimeter receiver that has only been playing a year, but we expect big things from a ton of those guys. Um, both of our tackles on offense, Sami Rantan and Ari Pekka and Akainen. We had them both last year. They're both back. They've taken a real leadership role on the offense, doing a great job. Um, James Perrineau, who we've already mentioned, um, you know, have, have, 
going against our D-line in practice really sucks as a quarterback. <laughs> you know, Perrineau, Yanni Lindqvist, um, you got Atu Suhonen, who's really, really fast. Um, Ricard Hellenius is he, – he's lost a lot of weight coming back from the knee injury that kept him out last season, and he looks great. Um, Santri Aliyarvi, who was a first division all-star DN last year, he's a really good rush end off the edge. We just we got too much talent up front. Um, linebackers, Taj Jones coming from LSU. He's He's been out a couple of years. He was in camp with the Calgary Stampeders, worked out with them again last year. But he's a guy that outside of different circumstances, he's a guy that should be playing on Sunday if everything would, would have worked out for him. But we're really lucky to have him. He'll he'll be arriving on Thursday. Um, Alex Haldane from the London Warriors, was he flew in for the camp, had to go back to finish up school, but he was here last weekend. And I think he really, really stood out on defense. David Ezenians, the other London Warriors linebacker who we keep hearing is, we keep hearing is going to be one of the best players in the league from everybody that knows him. He's six foot one, 270 pounds, and everybody's saying he's going to be one of the fastest guys on our team. Wow. Because <laughs> um, that, that's saying something because you have a lot of speed on that team already. Yeah, I, mean, his, I, I, th- I think that's something, too, that a lot of people don't understand um, when they look at these guys' highlight films is the – I guess I don't know how it really works out, but the, the London Warriors last year, they said they only had about three games that they – that they can put all their highlights from because the rest, uh, you know, the film angle was so bad. There wasn't anywhere high to get it. They just didn't make much film. But, um, you know, th- those guys, I'm really excited to see them. I haven't seen David yet, but he'll be here in a few weeks for, he'll be here for our next camp at the beginning of May. Um, really excited about that. And then in the secondary, obviously Nico and Roman will be playing there. Daniel McKenzie's really, really smart safety. He did a great job. And then we have our, Trio of local guys, uh, Sami Hantos, Miko Isokanta, and Aku Katainen, that they've done good for the Huskies for years. And, you know, I think that all three of them have really, really, really taken a step up this year and really, really impressed. I think that they're all going to have great seasons. Um, Aku made it into the national team camp in February. And um, I don't know if Miko is not even better than him. Miko's a tall, tall corner that missed most of the season last year with a broken wrist. He came back for the champ- for the semifinals in the championship, but he missed basically the whole season last year. We're really excited to see how he plays. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, left, I left out it. about ten guys. I can keep going, um, but I, I, I don't know if we have enough time for it. But all in all, um, I'm really happy with the team that we got, and I think that when you take our top 45 guys and you look at them, I, I think that it's as good of a group as any team has. Yeah, well, you named pretty much – that's a lot of guys that you named already, and it, it sounds exciting for you guys this season. Um, yeah, we're really yeah. very excited. Practices are fun. Um, having a good time, man. Well, I, I won't keep you much longer because we are getting a little long-winded. But <laughs> these are great answers, though. Um, but the Huskies this season, I mean – I know there's different opinions going about of who teams think are going to be the best teams. Everyone outside of Finland says that the Roosters are going to be the best teams because they're always the best teams. Uh, there's some some people saying the Royals have are the, the incumbent team because they've kept a core of what they had last year and the two teams that beat them have changed a little bit. And then yeah. there's 
even other guys who say that, hey, the Huskies, even though it's their first year in the Maple, Stan Bedwell is a rock star and has done some crazy stuff with that team, that they could they could become the new roosters of the Maple League. With, with all of that, what do you say about the people who don't think that the Huskies will be successful in the Maple League? I think it's their opinion. And I think that it, you know, at least for good talk on message boards or on social media or whatever. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all going to be decided whenever we step on the field. And I'd never be mad at – I mean, if I got upset for reading – you know, someone having a bad opinion on me, then I would have quit doing this a long time ago. Um, no, I don't know. It, it's just irrelevant to us. Uh, somebody's opinion of us, whether it's good or bad, that doesn't have any effect of what happens on the field. All we can control is how we prepare from now until then. And, um, you know, everybody's welcome to their own opinions. I'm sure that not just speaking of our team, but I'm sure there's a lot of players and a lot of teams that people are saying certain things about now that, you know, when August and September gets here, it's going to be a completely different story that happens every year in every league in every sport. So, you know, it's, it's irrelevant. It's, it's their choice. They can think what they want and hell, who knows? Maybe they're right. We'll find out. Yeah, we will find out. Um, those are great answers. Stan Bedwell, head coach of the Homelina Huskies. We appreciate you talking to us today, and we wish you the best of luck this year um, in the Maple League. I hope you guys do well. Yeah, appreciate it. That's it this week for us on American Football in Finland. I'm Perfect Purvis with Robert Johnson. Yay. And Jabari Harris. Kitos. <laughs> Until next week, uh, don't forget to follow us online on Facebook at American Football in Finland. Or check out the latest show on perfectpurpose.com backslash AFF.